in a world crying out for a top 10 show. John Roca and Matt Nost are here to bring you the top 10. Take it away, boys. Welcome, everybody, to another brand new episode of Top Thunder. Here from the Top 10 show, I am John Roca. Uh, I am Matt Nost, and uh, excited to be here to do another Topic Thunder, where yeah. we have no idea what the show is going to be week in, week out, because people over at Patreon.com forward slash the Top 10 with the number 10 can submit uh, questions over there, and it's a random assortment. We have no idea each and every time, and I have no clue who starts at this time. Do you? <laughs> no, but uh, I'll go ahead and take it. How about that? Sure. Uh, Warren Chernoff says, how about a top 10 list of the best time travel movies? Now, is that more of a suggestion, not necessarily a topic? I think that's more of a suggestion, so all I think, right. you, I think we'll, you move on at that point. We'll move on. Uh, all right, let's move on to Machine Gun Chris Lemke. He says, hey, guys, hope all is well. And everyone is having a great holiday season. Going back to your top 10 sci-fi films set on Earth of the 21st century list. That's a tongue twister. Great title, by the way. You touched on an interesting topic that I think should be expounded upon. Is there any medium of art or achievement that you struggle to look back upon or outright dis- dismiss now because of the character of the person who did it? Mel Gibson, Roman Polanski, Woody Allen, Michael Jackson, Chris Brown, Harvey Weinstein, Chris Benoit, O.J. Simpson. The list is sadly endless. Well, sure. It's a bit of a guilt trip sometimes enjoying things that you know how that you know bad humans created. I just love to hear more on your thoughts about the separation of person and product. And are there hard lines where you can't separate the two? Much love, mood killer Lemke. Wow, it's a tough one to start off with. All right, Matt, do you? Uh, have any pieces of uh, art that you go back I and mean, watch or enjoy knowing the situations around them? Yeah, go ahead. Fucking Christmas is in like a couple days. <laughs> Lemke. <laughs> and he just comes in with the most downer just out of, hey, <laughs> hey, what's the thing that you love that you know deep in your heart that you shouldn't? <laughs> oh, buddy. Thanks. I mean, have I seen Fat Man yet? No. Do I want to? Yeah. Yeah, I do. Yeah, pretty much. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I have not. I'm not saying I won't at some point. I just haven't yet. Uh, but I do. I like I still like Mel. It sucks. Um, I, I don't disagree with you. Uh I'm in that boat too. I was thinking about like I was thinking about like trying to um before the thing came out, I was gonna try to land a, a, a maybe five or ten minute interview with Mel to promote the movie and i was like man i mean i can i do that can i not do that do i want to do that do i not want to do how is that going to look yeah. all of that and it's it's a difficult line because i think he makes great work i think he makes incredible work and i enjoy I the stuff he does i love his movies i love him in his movies he's the right kind of crazy for me in his movies yeah so i hear and i think that's pretty much the top 10 like both of us feel the same way about him yes yeah Unequivocally, unfortunately, I feel bad, but it's just I don't. I, yeah, I don't know, Limkey. I think I think we skip. This is <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Yeah, come on, good. Christmas, happy. He I doesn't know. know that when he sends it in, but right, right, dude. Downer, Limkey. Fire, firing sad bullets over there, machine gun. <laughs> all right, let's move on to our next one. Uh, all right, this is from Lewis Berrigan. 
says, hi, guys, was just listening to a past Topic Thunder episode where Nancy Mallory posed a great question regarding the show Versus. It was really fun to hear you two talk about certain actors and directors against each other. I'm not taking the credit for this, and I'm sure it's already been pitched, but I think it could make a great show with each of you taking bad for a different individual and then coming to a fun conclusion. Thanks for all you do. And if this doesn't get to you before, I hope you have a lovely Christmas. Mm. Louis Berrigan, Essex, uh, sent from his iPhone. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. So he's got a show idea to pitch. Okay. Um, do you want to do versus week in, week out is what he's asking. What does that mean? What does that mean? I, we, I don't know. I don't remember. I, I can't remember. if. I guess we must have been answering one of his questions. Or Nancy <laughs> Mallory, actually, her questions. I remember it was artist A versus artist B, and they sit yeah. down and uh, they go back and forth on their songs and they play. Remember? That was the fucking oh, show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like Brandy versus someone else. I don't know. Yeah. And something versus something. And I remember my suggestion was... Uh, Beastie Boys versus Wu-Tang because Beasties don't perform at all ever again. So to be around their music and watch them kind of, you know, talk about it, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. But so that's the show. Okay. Pick two random people and then we have to argue. Okay. Okay. I like this idea actually, but it, does it have to be only movies or entertainment? I mean, we could, we can veer into sports. Well, and what happened? Who's adjudicating? Yeah, that's a good point. I don't trust the fans because they always choose you. Um, please, you know that. Come on, don't be ridiculous. You have your own nation. I, yeah, well, whatever. I'm easily hateable, so people uh, people choose okay. you over me. They think, you're, think you're projecting think elsewhere <laughs> under this, but okay. They think you're warm and cuddly. Uh huh. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to get the. It gets so dark in here. I brought an extra lights. Oh. Um, yeah, it's a good question whether who would adjudicate. Maybe we could have a guest adjudicator every week, but then who do we? I mean, like, yeah, and then yeah. we got to line up a guest every week plus come up with a topic and then do research on whichever one we choose for the topic. Seems like a whole new, it's podcast. a whole new show. Yeah, basically, it's not a fun sit down, you'd spitball. If now, if somebody gave us, then you would have to know, but like, we sat down and be like, all right, you get X, you get Y. Yeah, we find out beforehand and you have to make the case i think i i love debating matt on things when we do them organically in the show so if there could be someone who would set up the show and then find a way to get us paid to do it then yes absolutely oh, sure debate matt sure matt would um, well. i do think it's a fun idea for a show yeah yeah uh be interested if you can get you'd really have to know that individual's canon of work to pull mm -hmm. off because what do you think it is 40 minute show yeah, about a 40-minute show. I think that's fair. You think 20 per side-ish, but more than likely with Judge there in the middle, it's going to be like 12 to 15 a side. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe an opening one minute, presenting your hypothesis and your theory, then five-minute defense of your position. Debate. Alter debate, and then final points, I would imagine. Right? That argument is ad hominem, and you know it. <laughs> it's a straw man, guys. It's a straw man. I'd like a jury there if we're going to go full on so I can appeal to the jury. I would love a jury there. Because I, I think objecting it. to the judge is not going to work. Weren't we kicking around a show at Collider that had that kind of judge aspect to it? Didn't we 
kind of pitch them some video show where we were going to do some judging or whatever. If I remember correctly, it's been remember. a while, dude. It's been a while. I don't remember. Uh, uh, yeah, I like I that, idea. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun idea. Sure. There's definitely a show in there somewhere. Yeah. But there's a lot of ins pick, and outs though. Who would we pick to judge? That's the thing at the end of the day. Who True. Who would we pick to judge? Exactly. There's a lot of questions. You know what I mean? There's a lot of questions. It would have to be a tribunal. Look, I'll have my people talk to your people. <laughs> yeah, you do. That. We'll hammer out the details, you know? Send want, each other 20-page contracts. I want two women on the panel. I need the two women judges. Oh, we're one, gonna, one perfect. Man. Jury selection, week yeah. in, week out. Let's Absolutely. do it. <laughs> like you get right of dismissal for how many? Let's say four. You know, because we four. can't have an <laughs> infinite number. And are we saying seven, nine on the jury? What are we talking uh, no, about? No, no, three, three, three judges. Three, three on the seven. jury? Three on the jury. That's it. That's it. <laughs> we can't get um, seven people every week to come join us. We can barely line up golden ticket as it is. Uh, I, but I, that's what I'm saying. There's a lot of ins and outs. There's a yeah, lot of ins and outs. There is. There is. It's a great idea, though. Because you could do everything, man. I mean, you, we could have the Titanic uh jordan versus lebron debate we could have brady versus well tana we could have tarantino versus whoever we want ridley versus i mean now it could be its own little programming on a little mini network because early week show would be jury selection you know what i mean you meet the lawyers you meet the initial cases and then we have jury selection and then the cases later that week uh, there's two it. shows right there. Then I there's love the, it. Uh, talking selection, the after show, and then whatever we call this thing, talking blah. And there's another after show. There's there's four shows right there. What is that? Are you drinking motor oil? What is, is that a? Is that a, yes? I'm drinking motor oil. <laughs> what is that? That thing is with huge. a handle. It's it's. I got like two three big coffee mugs. It's coffee. Is it forced perspective? Is that what it is? It of course it is. Okay. Hey. It says oil on it. It does. <laughs> so I want Rich lube, motor oil. Nice. Looks great. I love it. Yeah, sure. I, my <laughs> wife got it for me and it was really big. And I she saw the look in my eyes and she's like, I knew. There you go. I don't care what's on it. It's fine. Motor oil? Sure, no problem. I'm in that boat with you, man. I, when we go to Target, she has to talk me out of those six, seven dollar mugs that are this big. She's like, You have four of them. You do not need more of no. them. You don't even drink fucking coffee. And I'm like, I just like the idea of not having to get up every hour to go refill it. You know, I used to have the big wide ones that were more shallow. Oh, they were gifted to me and they were bigger than a regular coffee mug. And I used those for years as opposed to just taking the two minutes to go to Target to think about it and be like, I just buy one big one and get rid of these fucking other ones that I hate using. But I just used them because it's like, ah, those are the ones I have. It's convenience. I don't think about it. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, huge coffee mug makes all the difference. Yeah. She had me toss out my Slurpee cups, man, when we got together. I really hated that. Um, did you grow up in, like, Dust Bowl or something? Why are you holding on to trash? <laughs> That's, why are you holding on to Slurpee cups? Out of curiosity, because cups implies there's definitely more than two. There was, I had four of those, like, special Slurpee cups. You know, the plastic <laughs> ones. They aren't, they aren't, you know, they're not the... See-through ones. I mean, these were these were special. These were, these were good fucking Slurpee cups. Yeah. One was like a Lord of the Rings one. One was like a Spider-Man one. One was like I, a Captain America one. I oh. still have those way back when first Dream Team at McDonald's. If you upgrade, oh. you got the plastic cup. 
Right. And I have a Jordan and a Pippin, and I used to have a Barkley. Wow. Yeah, now they hold change. But I still have them. Actually, I think they're in a box. This place isn't big enough, so I don't have most anything out. We used to get gifts from the fans. Remember that? What happened to that? The Dream Team made me think of the coins that we got and all that. Uh, <sighs> true. They're from, the, but, they're from the top 10 museum. I think you have them somewhere in your storage. I know, but my house is kind of small now, and you live yeah. in San Diego. Yeah, yeah. So how exactly would we do this? We wouldn't. I'm just saying the fans need to start doing stuff again. That's what I'm basically trying to Sure, to create a headache of, I, I guess I'm holding on to this the next time I see you, which is <laughs> God knows when. It's Come on, that's asking... Yeah. With this vaccine, with this, uh, yeah, yeah, vaccine on top of the fact that you now live two hours away, it's true, and the new mutation of the of the of this disease that's happening in the UK. Lord God, dude, yeah, Lord God, it's does. like a sequel. It's like a sequel, Matt. The sequel to a horror film. Just when you thought you were safe. Um. Anyway, so yeah, it's a great idea, and look, we're gonna need something to fill a golden ticket, I think, down the road. So. Might not be a bad idea to have a little fun with this one. Maybe keep it a little more compact. Uh, and uh, oh, you think? Yeah. Then the four shows that I pitched. <laughs> I do like jury selection, though. I me too. I like that. Um, but maybe Blair Simpson can be the judge. Blair's great at that shit. He's been great on Golden. Yeah. Uh, we'll, see. we'll see if he's into it. All right. Let's see here. Uh, all right. So we go skip. to the next one. Yeah. You want to skip and go up one? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Uh, Joe Abaro. What's up, Joey? Says happy holidays, dudes. It's me reading it, right? Everyone, make sure. Sure. Yeah. Today I stumbled on an article coming. Wait, no, wait. You're it's you're reading it, right? Did I read the last one? Uh, no. I mean, I yeah. read the last one. Who's the pitch? It was okay. Sorry about that. All right, here we go. Anyway, happy holidays, dudes. Today I stumbled on an article coming soon.net posted, which was titled Five Dist Movie Sequels That Deserve Reappraisal. On that list was Attack of the Clones. No, it doesn't. The Last Jedi. No, it doesn't. Alien 3. Hey. Hollywood 3, Season of the Witch, Jurassic Park 3, and Terminator 3, respectively. Having just watched Attack of the Clones a few months ago, say something that is there that the sequels don't have is direction of story. Lucas had a blueprint, although the C- and he means the sequel trilogy now. Lucas had a blueprint, although the CGI is still bad, dialogue still cringeworthy. I love The Last Jedi despite its problems. Halloween 3 is something you have to take for what it is. Silly, but at the same time offers a Twilight Zone story that is something to say about consumerism and witchcraft. With an incredibly awesome 80s score composed by John Carpenter and Alan Howarth. Terminator 3 is certainly underrated. It just gets buried by the shit that was Salvation and Genesis. And Jurassic Park 3 still sucks, along with all the Jurassic Worlds. I personally would add Terminator Dark Fate to this list, as I would. Mm-hmm. I would blame marketing and the fact that it got released November for its economical failure. I think it would have made more money if it was released in June or July. Big takeaway I got from it was Mackenzie Davis is a star and it's too late to have her play Captain. Is it too late to have her play Captain Marvel? So what are you guys thoughts on the movies on this list and what would you add to it? All right, Matt, what's your answers to this? Um, well, there's a lot to digest here. There is. Uh, I attack of the clones. I'm sorry. I went back and watched revenge of the Sith um, over a couple nights. Eh, like three nights ago, four nights ago. Okay. Um, just because I hadn't seen it in a while. And the, the funny thing is, the parts that I liked, uh, I still like. And the parts yeah. that I don't, I fast-forwarded right through. <laughs> I did. There's a lot of dialogue in that one that is just bad. I just remember Attack of the Clones being even worse. Yeah. So, I understand what, you, what he means, though, by the blueprint. 
Like mm-hmm. there's a definitive outline that he's trying to adhere to. Yeah. To he, was point clear. A to point B. he was clear about what he wanted to do for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see the others. Um, Last Jedi. No, thank you. Alien three. I like alien three. Me too. Uh, okay. How only three. I don't know if I've seen of you. Yes. I saw it once. Okay. What was the cover? I could tell you that. You know what it, I mean? On the VHS tape. Because I think it's based on the member of the mask. They're all trying to get that mask. And the mask is the thing that kind of puts them into the world of the alternate world of uh, Michael Myers or some other wow. alternate world of evil is basically what the mask is. The cover, the cover is the mask. And then these kids walking underneath the mask and it just is Halloween threes. Okay. Which one is the one with the little girl dressed like a clown or something? Oh, yeah, that's uh, five, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I haven't seen three. Okay. Uh, Jurassic Park 3, it's fine. Sure, sure. Uh, Terminator 3, uh, eh. did you like that? Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines, I uh, thought it was absolutely watchable. Did I think it was great? No, but I thought it was uh, I thought it was watchable for sure. But I, okay. uh, I, don't, I like it better than Genesis and Salvation, that's for fucking sure. Genesis, I don't know if I'll ever watch again. Yeah. Salvation, I have actually watched since I saw it in the theater. Mm-hmm. So maybe I'll watch it again. I don't think so, though. Okay. Mick G doesn't really make movies I, I see that many times. <laughs> Is that really your guy? No, I mean, what else? Uh, Charlie's Angels? Yeah. He had something recently, too. I can't remember what it was. Did he do A-Team? Yes, he did do A-Team. All right. Both of Charlie's Angels. Eighteen was all right. Eighteen was good. I, I was I was surprised there wasn't a sequel to that one. It was underwhelming to me. Well, it wasn't bad. I just I don't know. Yeah, he did the Babysitter, which was on Netflix, I think, and then there was a sequel to that. This means war. Is that the one with the? Oh yeah, with the uh, Chris Pine it's Christmas one. Right? Yeah. That's, that's oh the- no, that one's terrible. Yeah, I know that one's really not. The stupid spy rom com, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whatever in the world. He directed We Are Marshall. I didn't know that. Okay, all right. all right. I didn't know that either. Interesting. And Three Days to Kill, which is the Costner one, I think, or is that Russell Crowe? Yeah, it's Costner. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Moving on. All right. So those were the three. Yeah. Um. Dark Fate, we both like. Yeah, it's really fucking good. And I agree, the Jurassic Worlds are just terrible. Mm-hmm. That last one was so god-awful. <sighs> just, I mean, the first one I have rewatched, there's a lot of fun in it. Yeah, yeah. But there's also a lot of, like, stupid and terrible. Mm-hmm. That's fine. It's a movie about dinosaurs. I'm, I'm willing to suspend a little bit of disbelief. But oh, sure. that next one was just, oh, yeah. I don't know if I'll ever see that again. Yeah, I, 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 I love RV3, but he says that's a damn good movie, and it drives me insane. See, I know the Terminator, I know, I know the Transformer films are not great films. Those are just fun, guilty pleasures, but I don't ever tell people that's a great movie. Um, those Jurassic World films are horrible, and that last one, you're absolutely right, absolutely ridiculously stupid. It was such an insult to the audience. It was a joke of a film, but... Jurassic Park 3, I don't mind. Taya Leone, William I, I, H. Macy. Taya Leone drives me nuts in it at times. Oh, really? Okay. And I like her a lot. And she's always kind of screeching, especially early on. Yeah. Um, she, I've watched all of Madam Secretary, for Christ's sakes. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but yeah, just the character that she's playing, the choice. Yeah. Because they're sitting in essentially for Sam Neill and Laura Dern. Yeah. But they're trying to track down their kid mm-hmm. and she's on a bullhorn. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah on an island with dinosaurs and like, I come on, you're too smart for that. Just yelling. I, it's for comedic effect eventually, but it's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And William H. Macy, it's, it's like a junior version of the Fargo thing because he scammed his way into it. And right. He's right. likable, but not. It's nice to see Sam Neill again. So True. Very true. Uh, yeah, I like three. I like the pterodactyls. Yeah, the pterodactyls are great. Um, I, You know, I've said this before a million times. I'll say it again. Last Jedi, first 30, 45 minutes, not my Star Wars. Everything after that, some of the best I've ever seen. But all those mama jokes and bombs dropping oh. in the middle of space. What? Uh, yeah, all of that was just. I've had people attack me for that because I I, I am so against the bombs. <laughs> An attack is strong. I just got like three, four people basically making the same argument. Which was? Well, what is there the bombs? There is gravity. How dare you? And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's falling at 9.8 meters per second squared traveling. Yeah. Like they're traveling so fast, minimum like 30,000 kilometers an hour at that point, <laughs> if they're in orbit around an earth size like object. Right. But it's like the others were like, well, there were magnetic bombs. And like you had to read some side compendium for it to tell you that, that they released with the film. Fuck off. They didn't show me that. Show me. Don't tell me. <laughs> yeah. The mama jokes. The There's a lot that I just hate about that movie. Yeah. It's crazy to me that people love that one and the one before so much. Yeah, um, I would. I guess you'd have to include Blade Runner twenty forty nine, right? A lot. There's some, a lot of people who don't like that movie. You say that it's boring, it's too long, even though I think it's a fucking masterpiece. That's an animated so sequel. So I like it better than the first one. Man, I know you've said that. I, you know, I can't go along with you on that one, but I, really I understand. Yeah. It's nothing against. It's just the first one has been lofted up to this position, and I always thought it was good. But some people hold it in like, you know, top five of all time. Yeah. And that kind of resonance has always surprised me with that movie. I like it. Mm-hmm. But the second one, I just enjoyed more. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I, I, I like this uh, idea of these underrated sequels. It's interesting. Um, let's see. Somebody. Oh, yeah. Tron. What about Tron Legacy? I, I will defend Tron Legacy. I like that as an underrated sequel. I, I think where it's good, it's excellent. Yes. And where it's bad, it really drags it down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it feels like two different stories simultaneously with the new spontaneous life people getting taken out by uh, the, the CPU. What is he called? Clue. Clue. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Clue, the CGI isn't quite there. Right. So anytime he's up close, it's you notice it. Oh yeah, the uncanny valley there is yeah, real obvious. Yeah, it's what's weird is you know I guess technology has gotten even better in the past. Uh, yeah. Well, it's what five years old at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe six. Yeah, I liked it. I was jazzed for it. It's all in the theater. Me uh, too. I, I I own it in uh, on Blu-ray, and it's one I go back to and watch every once in a while because I enjoy the soundtrack, the Daft Punk soundtrack, and the visuals of the movie are just stellar. Just stellar. Yeah, the Uncanny Valley thing is tough. Garrett Hedlund's performance, I don't know if he if it's 100% the right person, but Olivia Wilde is great. And the back and forth, and when Jeff Bridges dials in uh, mm-hmm. as Flynn again, and he's having that battle with Clue, 
near the end of the movie, you're just like, oh, this is awesome. So um, I, that's what keeps me coming back to it, honestly. I just think it's fucking excellent for that reason. And the Disc Wars are great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the Disc Wars are great. And the uh, the motorbike scene, yeah. the light bikes or whatever they're called. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. That was great. Uh, I loved Clue's little flunky. Yeah. The little yeah, evil yeah. weaselly guy. He's so beautifully cast. Uh, I remember I looked him up on IMDb after it came out because I was like, who, what else has this guy done? Because he stood out. Right. Uh, yeah, there's numerous things that I really thoroughly enjoy about it, but some of it I'm like, oh man, it just kills me. Maybe there's yeah. the Garrett Headland interacting with Clue and just in general. Yeah. I mean, it seemed like it was it was Lebowski meets Phil Jackson was what he was trying to channel for that. <laughs> when I was watching it, I was like, this whole Zen sitting back. <laughs> but yeah, I, it was I, weird. Yeah. I, but I thought it was a, a good progression for his character. Yeah. 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 I mean, it does. look, how many of us are going stir crazy? Stuck in our houses or in our apartments or in our uh, in our places and occasionally going out. Imagine being Flynn, who is stuck in a world that he created and he cannot get out of this world because if he does, the world might follow him into the other yeah, world. Into ours. into ours. So he's stuck in this world for what would seem ever, forever. Uh, and so how, how, what would you do to try to deal with that? Would you go full on, fuck it, man, start meditating, start getting all hippie because there's no way out anyway. So yeah. you can see. So you might as well sit back and try to achieve some level of piece about it um and so but like you know i i i, I think the garrett headland thing was not the best cat I mean, he's a good actor i just he is. I, i've liked him a lot in a ton of other things yeah 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 since then uh what about so is there a transformers that you will defend yeah i'm turning this into the shit on transformers no, i'm no. just curious as to which it is and what's what you I'll, enjoyed about it i will defend the first one for sure. sure i meant I beyond mean, that and bumblebee oh, oh. I like the third one. I like Dark of the Moon. I like the fact that you get the twists of uh, Nimoy's character. Oh, yeah. Flipping to the bad yeah. side. Yeah, exactly. I like that twist. I, I enjoy the way they're all coming together to have those battles in the city. It isn't confusing. See, the the thing with about um, the fourth one is when they're fighting, you can't tell who the fuck's on what side. You never can. And the, the John Goodman you know, was ridiculous. The the writing, the Dinobots, that was just like, that was just put in there for fun. The China stuff is put in there because it's trying to cater to China. And then uh, China. And then the um, the stuff with Tucci was weird. Yeah. Uh, all of that, just, just that film, that film is just fun to put on if you're drunk or you're high or you just want some background stuff while you're doing whatever. The fifth one, I thought, I actually enjoyed a lot of the fifth one. And I know people give me shit for it, but I actually enjoyed a lot of the fifth That's one. That's last night? Yeah, last night. I did enjoy last night. Uh, did but, the, but the one I will defend is Dark of the Moon. I think Dark of the Moon is actually a lot better than people give it credit for. Like I said, I'm never going to defend any of these sequels as great movies, but I do think Dark of the Moon is a little better than people give it credit for. Okay. And there is, so, and it's great to see LaBeouf coming back to play this. I think that's, yeah, LaBeouf coming back to do what he's doing here. And, um, you know, uh, uh, Megan is out of the way, and it's Rosie Huntington Whitley who does a nice job as well. Um, and the what's his yeah. face? The bad guy. Uh, it's Patrick Dempsey, isn't it? Yes, Patrick Dempsey. Patrick Dempsey playing the bad guy, which which I didn't anticipate at all. 
Like, I'm like, really? We're putting this guy in movies again? Okay. This type of bad guy, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's been 30 years since he was viable to be in a movie. So I was really surprised that he wasn't. But I just love that Shia moved on from Megan Fox to another ridiculously attractive blonde this time. Who in real life is dating uh, or is married to or dating Jason Statham. So more power. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Sure. She's gorgeous. Uh, yeah, yeah the just the first one you'll buy and be like, oh, it was yeah. a circumstance. And, you know, right. And the second right. one is like, did you just walk around with a picture of her on your shirt? Oh, who's there? <laughs> this is my ex-girlfriend. The George Costanza having a hotter girl in your wallet. Oh, that's my ex. I need to take that out. <laughs> <laughs> that's how. How exactly? Because you were unemployed, too. And she had some, like, ridiculously high-end job. Yeah. Because Dempsey is some billionaire playboy. Uh how exactly did this happen? <laughs> oh, he he wants to control the world. And so he thinks if he goes with the Decepticons. No, no, no. I'm talking, I'm talking about Shia's. Oh, he gave oh. Us no backstory on that. Dempsey's. Yeah, he sold out for early gains for no returns later because he'll be gone. So he doesn't give a shit. Well, we're presenting him and her right from the beginning. So it wasn't like they discovered each other and became boyfriend, girlfriend. Yes. So they're already together by the time the movie starts. I know. I'm just saying the first one we saw in Google, the second one is like, well, how did this happen? Yeah. How do we, uh, how did, like, what, did you get famous off the first one? And then all, you know, all this thing. Yeah. I mean, how much confidence do you have? Because this is impressive. Right. Right. (laughs) Kind of, it really is. It is. You know, it's like if Liam Neeson from Love actually bounce from what supermodel a to the next girl after that uh, right. empathizes with them. It's like it's, Claudia Schiffer to Elma uh-huh. to fucking, yeah. To Cindy Crawford or whatever age appropriate ish, yeah. I guess. Ste- Stephanie Seymour. Cindy Crawford's oh. what? What do you think? 50s? Uh, yeah. 50s. Right. Elizabeth Hurley is in her fifties. She looks beautiful, man. I'm sure. Crawford. Uh, Crawford is 54. 54. Yeah. 54. Boom. Still doing her thing, man. Five million fucking followers on Instagram. Insane, dude. Insane. Is she on Twitter? 1.4 million on Twitter. Wow. Yeah, what? It's Cindy Crawford. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, true. She's incredibly wealthy because we all agree she's very attractive. That's not to say she didn't have talent beyond that, but she knows damn well the score. She's smart. I think she's smart. I've seen her in conversations and interviews. Very smart. There's no way you persist for this long. Yeah. And are this successful if you're not. I'm not saying that, but you do have a a business because you're wildly attractive. Right. Exactly. That is such a rare existence. (laughs) I mean, think about (laughs) it. How how many of those people are there? X number of billion alive. A handful get to, we all be like, we're just going to throw money at you because you're hot. (laughs) Guys and girls or whatever the case is. Yeah, true. Very true. Uh, and could be consistently doing it. That's a good point. Yeah, it did that. That's a rarefied error. In the human existence, you are one of a handful of people. Yeah, much love to you. Yeah, good for you. Congratulations. Oh, you know what? Good for you, Spider. Good for you. Yeah. Uh, good for you, Cindy. Good for you. And, and look, she's proved out her intellect and savvy and everything else once oh, again. Yeah. 
for having now been a part of our lives for 30 some odd years. As, so, yeah, and, and she grows with her audience, Matt, which is really great. Like yeah. she knows these women who were with her in their 20s are getting older at 30s, 40s, 50s. So mm-hmm. she's doing stuff that appeals to those women that were uh, that are at her age, you know? And so she's very smart in how she's done that. Kathy yeah. Ireland as well. She's done the same thing. Yeah, Kathy Ireland's got like a furniture line. Yeah, like, yeah. She's, you know, smart as can be, smart, you know, sharp as a tack. And part of that rarefied air of, (laughs) we all still agree, you are something to look at. I will tell you that. I'll give you 550. Look, if this couch is the same as that couch over there, why not go with this one? (laughs) This is arbitrary. At least there's a face on this and I know who it is. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Just the world works in weird ways sometimes. I always thought Stephanie Seymour was the best of the bunch, in my opinion, but Cindy is, you know, Cindy. Is, I, uh, I like Cindy. Yeah, a lot of people did. She even tried to act, for God's sake. So she did. I saw it. <laughs> so did I. I mean, I saw it when it was on cable at some point. I didn't see it yeah. in the theater. No, no, neither did but I. I remember when it came out and I was like, well, good for her. Uh, and I saw, you like, know. you know, pictures of her on set, like holding a gun or something. Yeah. And there was an explosion, her and Billy Baldwin. I think it's called uh, Fair Game. Is that right? Fair Game? Uh, dude, it's a generic. It's like that Costner one you brought up earlier, Three Days to Kill. Oh, yeah, Costner. He's been on a run of those, man. He's been on a run of those. Yep. <laughs> so Bruce Willis. Mr. Jones. Uh, yeah, just uh, churn out, although Bruce does twice as many as anybody, it seems like. He does. They fit his – you match his quota, he will be in your movie, man. Yeah. He won't promote it. He won't do an interview for it, but he'll be in it. He'll be in it. It's something. Yeah, it's true. Um, all right, we're past the 30-minute mark. Of, uh, Mike, Mark, 30-minute mark, Matt. We should wrap up here at this point, I think. Um, uh, yeah, all right. Thanks, everybody, for sending in these fantastic questions. Thanks to uh, Lemke, uh, Machine Gun Lemke, trying to bring us all down, but we got ourselves back up. Thanks to Joe Abara, Lewis Berrigan uh, as well for those, uh, uh, those uh, questions as well. And uh, remember, you can always send in the questions you see that right above my head there, patreon.com slash the top 10. Joining mm-hmm. at the $5 and above level, you can send in your questions, your topics, and keep sending them in. People are running a little bit low, so start sending in any questions you got. Look, you're sitting around all day. I know you are. You're quarantining. You're self-isolating. You're trying not to catch this thing. You're working at your stay-at-home job or whatever yeah. you're doing. If you got some time, send us a question. Send us some topics. We love challenging ones that are fun challenging and fun not yeah. challenging and depressing there's a difference well, challenging and fun is good february i'm down to have that talk because february is a depressing month or january <laughs> or march when it's still like it's a lot of gray for most people yeah and it's cold and you're sitting inside it's like you want to get shitty at that point yeah it's fucking christmas limpy <laughs> right into new year's <laughs> you're what post thanksgiving and the tryptophan has still got your logie so you're you know, two weeks later, sending us a sad email. You son of a bitch. You lousy son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Send it to me. Send me that in January. I had to have you spayed. Uh, all right. Oh, Bob Barker. <laughs> um, all right. Well, there you go, Matt. Uh, what do we have to say? What last things we have to say to them? And uh, where can they find you, my man? Uh, follow us at Top 10 Show. And it's, uh, what is it? At Top 10 Podcast on Instagram. Yes. Let me pull that up. Okay. Um, and me anywhere at Matt Nost. 
Hey, follow me at the Roka says on Twitter and on Instagram. And don't forget, we got ourselves a YouTube channel as well. So if you want to watch us, if you're listening to this, if you want to watch us do these or do the main show or even the golden ticket competition, you can do so at the YouTube channel there. Just type in the top 10 and type in uh, Roka or Nost or both names and we will come up and then you'll be able to go over there and subscribe to that channel and watch us uh, watch us on camera doing these shows. So uh, all right. oh, yeah. the Instagram is the top 10 podcast with the number 10. The go. top 10 podcast. Sorry, I forgot that. The. Um, all right. And if you, uh, are we dropping this on Sunday? Does this one go out on Sunday or Thursday? No, it comes out its usual Thursday. So it's what, okay. Christmas Eve. So. so Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to those uh, out there celebrating Christmas. Enjoy your holiday and stay safe out there. Absolutely. And wear a mask and practice social distancing. We want you coming back and hanging out with us in a new year in 2021 as well. All right. Much love to you guys. Talk to you soon. Take care. Ooh.